Welcome, everyone. From the last place you look, this is the Lost Remote Podcast, episode six. And today we're covering Return to Oz. I'm Brian. I'm here with Arthur and Zach. Now let's get into just talking about Return to Oz. We start with Dorothy. She's having trouble sleeping. Uh, the aunt and the uncle worried. She's not being much help around the farm because she's not useful in the morning. So they seek out some medical help, take her to a creepy experimental doctor. Lightning storms cut off the power. She runs away with the kids she met. And then we finally get to the juice of the movie where she ends up back in Oz. She's discovered that the place is in ruins, not like she remembered it. She meets some new friends, moves on to the Gnome King's Mountain, has a confrontation with him, uh, more of a game, and uh, she comes out on top, then has an actual confrontation with him, and restores Oz to somewhat what it was, and that's the short version of it. Now, guys, when the movie starts in the... Not really in the start, but the um, in the in the what do you want to call it? A hospital or what I mean, do you think? This is it's the dawn of the 1900s. Yeah, it's definitely a experimental institution yes. for broken minds or distracted minds. I that was one of the first highlight things that I wanted to make sure to talk to about how uh, in the year 1899 into 1900 it doesn't seem like mental health had really effective treatments. <laughs> uh, you know, Dorothy, of course, with all of her talk of Oz to her family and uh, having trouble sleeping with dreams of Oz, uh, it's not handled well. Basically, you know, the answer to every great mental issue is electricity, I guess. Uh, <laughs> very much the start of our terrors here, I felt like. Yeah, well, like it set the tone for a lot of the movie. This is creeps, Creepsville. Like nothing well, about it settling at all. Yeah, and I didn't know electroshock therapy was invented in the 1800s. I thought that was more of a like you know post World War One, pre World War Two kind of thing. Um, but you know, apparently this doctor was cutting edge. You know, and his and his machine had a face on it, so she could feel comfortable. And this thing right here that I slide back and forth is a tongue. Yeah, I don't know about his bedside manner. Yeah, I think it was non-existent. So, but I mean, so, and how about the nurse, like in all black? That was so extremely creepy. Like she was prepping for funerals instead of being there to be a nurse. Yeah, I, that's probably on purpose. There probably is more funerals with their brand of medicine than there are uh, solutions. <laughs> Like the whole idea of this isn't going to hurt as she was about to put like electronic or electric filled headphones on her. It really is. This will hurt, but hopefully we're going to zap the part of you that remembers that it did because yeah. this is going to hurt. Uh, yeah. You know, Dorothy could have easily said, I didn't know there was going to be shocks, you know, yeah. but <laughs> well, she didn't I, even get my... five bucks. Yeah, my favorite thing on it is like they looked like they just drove to Radio Shack and picked up a set of headphones to put on her. <laughs> this is going to be our electroshock treatment. Yeah, to oh point out, I mean, it is, this was made in what, 84? That was the height of Radio Shack effectiveness. Yeah, it, I bet 
it came in a pinch for all sorts of sites, uh, you know, for uh, fake robotic things. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the the feeling and the amount of time. That was one of the things I had forgotten about not having seen this movie in, you know, 15 years was how much time we spent at the institution. And I love, you know, watching it when you're older and seeing all the all the breadcrumbs left there, you know. Even, oh. you know, as a kid, I didn't realize the wheelers came from the the bed, from the hospital bed and stuff like that. It's just a lot of cool, like, everything you see here. And, of course, from the original Wizard of Oz, you, she, Oz is built out of the people she knows and things like that. So I, it was cool to see that again here, I thought. Yeah. I uh, could not get over just exactly how creepy that place was and that's that's pretty much like i said how it, it just sets the tone for the rest of the movie ish there's some brighter parts of the movie but not much it's pretty much a downer from anyone's perspective yeah so i remember the last time i watched this movie i think was when i was in college and it would have been my first couple weeks uh, because i was still in the dorms and i was only in the dorms for like three weeks before i got to move to like on campus apartments and it was on on vh1 at like 2 30 in the morning i remember <laughs> watching it going uh am i gonna sleep all right tonight like this thing's <laughs> so dark and creepy <laughs> there's so many heads that get taken off uh you know there's so many like the wheelers are just i love the design on the wheelers uh. this feels like this feels like this should have been tim burton's first movie that he directed you know, like it's almost in his career and it feels like a very much like, hey, early Tim Burton, you get an Oz movie, you know, and he got to run with it. Did you happen to look at the director for this movie? Didn't. Who is it? Uh, one of his claims to fame I saw because I happened to look just before the, the cast is, uh, I think, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking when I saw Apocalypse Now? This guy definitely knows Oz. Oh, he did sound yeah. department. He there. did sound. So, hold on. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm totally wrong. He's done. He so directed only... two movies or one movie, Return to Oz, and he directed an episode of The Clone Wars. So wow. Disney's kept him locked in their pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, uh, when you look at, I think the IMDb something, maybe maybe it's on um, Amazon Prime. It says the director is Disney. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it makes what, sense. A, what a weird career. Yeah, um, yeah so you've got to think. He I, also did the screenplay of this as well, guys. So His name is Walter Merch. You've got to think. It just, well, Walter, it I liked it. Up. Yeah. And, you know, there's, it's, his other credits, most of his credits are sound design type stuff or sound editor stuff. But I wonder who he worked with on like the look, because there's a lot of great set design stuff here. There's a real good eye to it. So I wonder how involved he was in all the, the pre-production of it, because it's got oh. such a cool style. Like this guy is making an 80s fantasy movie. You know, those get dark. Those get scary. This yeah. dude, I don't see how he didn't do some work for Henson after this, you know? This, mm -hmm. this feels like something that would fit in, you know, the the dark crystal and labyrinths of the world. Uh, yeah, he uh, um, and the, the 
the Jack is actually uh, Brian Henson's Jim Henson's son. So, hmm. I mean, I'm sure that he may have done some with the Hensons, but there's there's I mean, a couple Muppet cr- credits in this. Several things are are Muppet style things. Yeah. yeah. So, God, what? So, a, yeah. It, it, to me, it was a weird choice. Like, I think uh, Fruza Bulk does great in this movie. Fred mm-hmm. Dorothy, but it's a weird choice that if you're making the sequel to The Wizard of Oz, that you pick someone that's five years younger than Judy well, Garland was, and it's noticeable. Okay. I mean, let's, I understand it, but let's talk and, about and, that. I think, um, I believe that this Wizard of Oz is supposed to be a little bit more faithful to the books yep. than well, I know that. the original movie. Uh, and yeah, so it, that's why it seems so different. You know, originally they were looking at Shirley Temple for Dorothy on the original one, and her yeah, parents which, didn't let her do it. Um, that would have fallen more into line with this. And it, but I get what you're saying that they're going to originally lean more towards the books. But whenever you're making a you know anything with Oz, people are going to compare it to the original. Yeah. And I mean, this so movie came out almost fifty years later. So, I mean, maybe Dorothy's got the Benjamin Button disease and, you know, six months later, she <laughs> five yeah. years fell off her age. I, I well, think, think you can look at it less of a sequel to the movie and more of a new movie jumping in. I know it is a sequel, but you've got different design for Scarecrow where they could have done the Scarecrow design. I think they just jumped into it. And I, and I, and I think the obvious answer from the audience is they didn't come along for that ride. Like, I respect no, it, especially 45 years later, you can do it, or 50 years, or whatever. But <laughs> it it it's it was probably off-putting, but if you're going to go this dark, you've got a couple chances to reset some other things, too, I think. so. Yeah, I think this I... was a bit of a stain on Disney, by the way, when it came out. Uh, they, I don't think it got a really good reception at the time. I'm sure it didn't. From the parents, especially. Sure. It's going to be letters, bound to be. So that might be what affected the rest of this guy's career. I don't know. So I don't understand how this got a PG rating and yet House got an R rating like we talked about last week. It seems like this one shouldn't have had an R rating or anything, but to me it should have been bumped up a little bit to maybe a PG-13, but I don't know if that was uh, around when this came out in 84, 85. I don't believe it would have been. So it just seems like, I don't know, this is a little, this is a lot darker to me than House was, a lot creepier than what than anything else and it it's surprisingly creepy for a pg movie it's you know it really is and well what was your creepiest moment zach ah the creepiest moment to me honestly was um i don't really know what the creepiest just the way it's shot like how the wheelers come out with the with the helmets down i thought that was so creepy like the, the wheelers are amazing just well, I, I, I would have preferred not to see their faces, just leave it as the mm-hmm. helmet down. And I think because when you see their faces and their ridiculous hair, you're like, oh, all right. Now, you kind of lost me a little there. But if you kept the mask on them, I thought that was uh, a lot would have been a lot better look. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like Joel Schumacher, you know, picked the villains in this for the first second. So I, you know, you've got to get the tie into it, you know, the orderlies at the hospital and stuff. I get it. But the mask design is fantastic. The wheeler design, the sound on them. Um, I was thinking just how perfectly mixed it is. Even like their cackle is like a, like some kind of wheel screech. The, the wheelers yeah. are amazing. Uh, and I like that the first 
tease shot of the wheelers makes you think it might be the monkeys again. There's like yeah. one little shot of, of the, like to their back. And you think are the flying monkeys back? Nope. Prepare yeah, the, for nightmares. Yeah. He's on the bridge. <laughs> the one wheelers on the bridge and you, yeah. it, where it catches it and he's going across real quick. And it that actually looks like the, it's crawling through it. So it looks like it would be one of the flying monkeys. That was really well done. Um, but guys, what do you think if, uh, you couldn't sleep when you were a kid, you know, you had some traumatic thing happen couldn't sleep for a few months and then that your guardians are like, well, we're taking him to the hospital time to fry his brain. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's the whole, if you're not useful on the farm, what good are you? <laughs> it is a different time. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're just a mouth to feed and a crazy brain, but man, the way they taunt her, the way she's treated, you know, it's just, it's so rough. Uh, you're just buckled in for, not a good time for Dorothy. It, yeah, it's just an overwhelmingly gloomy yeah. experience. Well, what I liked is when her aunt Annie Ann bust in, you know, to the room with the uh, Uncle Henry, and Dorothy, what are you doing up? It's after one or two in the morning. He's like, well, maybe if every light in this place wasn't on and shining in her face, <laughs> she could go to sleep. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's the early, it's the late eighteen ninety nine. You gotta just blow it out it's party time all night that's uh, right i mean the candles that they had had tremendous light in that, that half a house <laughs> let's talk uh let's talk some of the characters man i love tiktok um not the website Royal army of Oz. he it's like having your own person personal robotic wilford brimley just to kick ass whenever you need him to. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like oh. My favorite part of TikTok, though, is the waddle. The waddle walk that's so yeah. loud. Just clong, 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 clong. I really Dorothy, like it. I am coming. Give me like 45 minutes and please <laughs> wind me three times before I get there. Please. Yeah. Apparently there was a gymnast that. inside him. Really? Walking on their hands. Oh, what? Yep. Yeah, did you? There was a bunch of different, like, there was three people that were involved in the TikTok. Uh, there was the voice and then two actual actors doing the uh, portrayal, which I think really cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I always love that. Like, in the Ninja Turtles movie, there's, like, four or five people associated with being, you know, a Raphael. You've got your stunt guy, your walk-around guy, your animatronics guy, your ninja You know, like, it's <laughs> it takes a couple people to do some of these Muppet characters or, you know, uh, not a Muppet in that case, but I guess... An android, a wind-up droid. I don't know how oh, to just said a man. robot, robot. Man, we'll go with that. They wouldn't think, even have uh, the word for him yet. I want to talk about Jack and being a pumpkin head. But uh, I, I like the challenge, and I think they they met up the challenge to give expression to a pumpkin head, just by altering its shape. It's specific moments when he's talking somehow i thought that was really nice a really neat character and i'm and i'm interested how much he might have inspired jack skellington skellin skellington skeleton Skellington. yeah Yeah, you're talking about from the nightmare before christmas yeah Mm -hmm. uh or is it just a thing that if you're some form of floating hollow-headed creature you need to be named jack and whatever you are is that the rule or is it i don't know (laughs) I think it is. 
I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. And by the way, let's did it, did y'all like Belina? <laughs> so she could talk. Okay. She's not too much of the movie, but I remember a couple months ago when I was like looking, oh, what's on Disney Plus? And I'm like, all right, Return to Oz. Let me get back into this. And Belina started talking. I was like, no, I'll come back later. Dorothy. Dorothy, wait up. Don't leave me, Dorothy. Yeah, I mean, she gets a little grating, but she's not too much of the movie. Like, once you get past the initial entrance to Oz, like, it shifts to the far superior TikTok and Jack and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the best part is when they actually go less on Belina the Chicken and then more on TikTok and Jack whenever, you know, they find him, when Dorothy finds him. So I was going to say, that, that actually kind of leads into one of the questions I thought about. Um, which of her companions in this one would be your number one partner? Who would you want to travel with? The newly created it of a thing, you know, the gump. Jack Pumpkinhead. Uh, well, I just like when he's like, what are you? Well, you're just kind of an it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I would go with TikTok. That'd yeah. be the one who I'd want to go with because, I mean, you just give him a, a lunch pail, a ripe lunch pail, and that dude's mm-hmm. going to town, spinning around. You just got to jump in and wind him up every once in a while. <laughs> I like the gump. I'm going to go with the gump. I like yeah. his attitude. Keep keep your knots tied and you can fly, man. Um, I'm a I'm a TikTok TikTok guy. I, I think I got to stick with TikTok as well. And plus, I don't ever move with purpose, so I think TikTok and me would stay pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite part about Gump, uh, the Gump, was whenever they crashed on the um, the the mountain and uh he you know he's all apart and they're like well tie the couch back to him so he can walk and just how disappointed and defeated he is that he's tied back to the couch so he has to walk (laughs) it's always nice to have an eeyore in the group you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's a good dynamic to keep for sure um (laughs) lunch pail tree you mentioned the the pail oh man awesome are those man yeah (laughs) i know i wish they were real yeah would... What'd you get in that? It's a ham sandwich. <laughs> what really kind was. of uh, what what is the like, scientific method that a tree would have to do pulling in sunlight and water to create a ham sandwich? Is it just like <laughs> beyond meat? Is it really like ham spelled with a silent T at the front or something? <laughs> no, man. To me, it's like it's kind of like it's a. Um like a Venus flytrap, it just catches whatever and converts that, chops that meat up. And it's it's not really a ham sandwich. It's a whatever sandwich that looks like ham. So one of the the things that stood out most to me for a long time is Mombi's head collection. Oh, man. I love the head collection. Oh, my God. As it, and I love the subtle, this like when she's walking through it, the little subtle head turns and like, little nods and you know emotions like little eye blinks and stuff like just the first time one just kind of follows them it's so wonderfully unsettling i want i want people to understand how creepy this movie is if you haven't seen it if you have seen freddy versus jason (laughs) the scene where she's walking past the posters of the missing children and they all look at her as she's passing by the first thing I thought about when I saw that was Return 
to Oz, <laughs> when I'm watching Freddy versus Jason, <laughs> I was reminded of Return to Oz. That the Mombi stuff was like that, that whole part in that gallery, if you want to call it a gallery, was probably one of the creepiest parts of the movie. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it can't be understated enough. Like, early 2000s, we had a fantastic trilogy in World of, World of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. You can't understate how much of an accomplishment it was, how much detail there is, how much fine detail, how many people were involved, the effects, everything. It's incredible. But no decade does fantasy across the board like the 80s. There is just nothing that comes close when you start lining up the titles and the creepiness and the thought out background characters and just so many things like that, that just stick with you forever, you know, obviously forever at this point for us, you know, not Zach cause he hadn't seen it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's influential. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. I just good. I, <laughs> so I want to talk about the gnome King a bit cause he's great. Oh. Um, I, I, I kind of, I, Brian, I wish there'd be some Halloween coming up where you make a gnome King outfit. Cause I think you'd pull it <laughs> off really well. Uh, yeah. his facial expressions in the stone, mm. you know? Oh and yeah, I, dude. I love the concept. I love when he works Dorothy into a box. I love when he says, Oh, stealing stuff is bad. You didn't like that. I stole your friend. Well, what is the Emerald city made of my stolen emeralds? That is Awesome. Boom. But like, he didn't know he was stealing them. They were there when he got there. <laughs> yeah. They were there when he came. Which is uh, true. It, it is, but I, I love the concept. I mean, he's not going to understand time being a mountain, you know, basically. But no. I love this concept of this antagonist created by the Emerald City's opulence and their... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not paying attention to the magic of the rest of the world. Uh, it's it it back it, it uh retcons some of the glory of the Emerald City, uh, and yeah. I can see why parents would have hated this movie. There's so many things that got like, oh, the thing I love is now kind of hurt. Um, but it's it's a really cool plot point, and the Gnome King rules. And Brian. Is there anything more fabulous than when he shows off his slippers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, that's a big contrast to his gray ass. It's like just, this guy. made of stone, and then all of a sudden these shiny ruby slippers. Look at my slippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were in such a hurry to leave that they fell from I like, the sky to me. <laughs> yeah, I like the guilt trip he lays on her. It's her fault as all this happened, because yeah. on her way home, the slippers came off. And uh, that's how we got all this done. It's he's so fabulous. His little reactions and his taunting and things like that. He's he's a top tier villain to me. Uh, you know, he's such a delight uh, yeah. as far as antagonists go. Uh, so I he just it can't be. If I was going to say any reason to watch this movie, it would the Gnome King stuff alone. You could sell somebody on. I think. Oh yeah, the good the, and the the stop motion, yes, all around the yeah. the Gnome King is awesome, like really good. 
Incredible stop motion. Yeah, that stop motion when they go in to uh, look for the scarecrow with the the door opening with all the hands. That mm. is just spectacular. That's actually very probably wholesome. my favorite. Do what, Brian? It's a very wholesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's honestly probably my favorite shot of the of the movie. It's just the the door through the wall that's opening up with the clay hands. That's just it's fabulous awesome. to me. It's and how about so... from the other end when it's closing? Because you get that shot as well. Yeah. Yes. 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 You yes. Feel it. You feel it closing in. But uh, so we're talking about the Gnome King guys. How perceptive is Dorothy, though? I was amazed that she could find Scarecrow when she couldn't tell the Gnome King was becoming more and more human as every one of her party fails to locate Scarecrow. Mm. Well, after the first, who went in first? It was uh, the Gump. Gump. Gump went in first. Gump yep. went in first. When he didn't come back, they he 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 dropped the news that oh, if you fail, you become part of the collection. And she's like, what? And <laughs> you didn't ask. Mm. That's not fair. No. Uh, side note, when she does scream in this movie, she screams just like Newt from Aliens. She has a Newt <laughs> yeah. scream. It is exactly a Newt type of scream. Nice. <laughs> so did anyone else get a little, like, because we talked about the lunch pails. Those, what were they? The limestone pies? Did those look appetizing to anyone? Because I wanted to try them. Yeah, I did too, and I wanted to take a sip of that uh that smelted uh, that silver. Melted silver. Well, yeah. notice notice that when he announced what it was, Dorothy put she... the glass down. <laughs> and not only did she put it down, she put it across the table from her. She like reached out and set it across the table. Well, it might that... get tempting. Like sometimes you get absent-minded and you just grab and drink something. It's smart yeah. to push poison away from you or metals or anything else you don't want to drink because cool. you might be talking and you might start drinking it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like that there was served enough for the uh, the robot and the pumpkin head to also have their own <laughs> whenever they did it. Yeah. Um, I speaking of like the just absent-minded, the line I really love um, is when he's like, "Oh, well, if his wine, if his brain's wound down, how can he talk?" Uh, or, yeah. And he, she just goes, "Yeah, it happens to people all the time." <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy's so understanding. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people get lagged out, and they what are what are they called? His brain works, or his uh, <laughs> I love thinking. winding his think works. Wind up my think works. I forgot to wind his action. Yeah, it happens. Oh, by the way, kudos to TikTok with the plan, even though it didn't work out. The plan to sacrifice himself so Dorothy could see what he turned into, which didn't quite work out, unfortunately. But still, that was really, really clever. That plan was really clever. And he used he used his own weakness as a strength. Mm Hmm. TikTok by far is the star of this movie. He he's the MVP. Do you do you think um, it helped or it hurt that they changed the design of familiar characters? Because I think they went uh, back to the original kind of illustrations. Do you think that was a smart move or a bad move to help create this separation from what was and what is? I liked the separation personally, Zach. So, like I said, first time I've ever seen it. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, 
They look like they, yeah, they look more like they were drawn in a in a book, and they yeah. just animated them to life rather than gave them people. You know, they didn't look like anything like the uh, original screen versions. I, I, it threw me off at first when you first see the Tin Man. Uh, it kind of threw me off, but then I, I just expected it after you see him that, oh, okay. And it, it didn't bother me. It didn't hurt my, my opinion of the film. So it, it does throw me off at first, but I also like how much more of a tin man it is where let's, let's be honest, like the original wizard of Oz, uh, it's not a movie I watch all the time or something like that, but they did a really good job making those characters. And somebody even basically, got toxic shock to almost be the Tin Man, you know? They did an experimental yeah. paint with him, and it almost killed him, you know? So there were some, some sacrifices back then for those roles. <laughs> uh, but I do like the kind of walking actual metal man in this, uh, you know, just another neat puppet work. So I, th I thought that was cool, and I, I think it helps, you know, some of the design at the beginning. Yeah, everything's different, you know? It's, this isn't the Oz you remember and things like that, so... Definitely, because she yeah. gives the story of the Tin Man. Did you catch the story of the Tin Man? Yeah, yeah, she's telling the doctor at the very beginning the story of the Tin yeah. Man. Oh, you know, he chops his own arms off. Yeah, chops his own leg off. Yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, that, yeah, wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> any anything else to kind of highlight from, from the scenes here before we move on to our other parts? Gee, I don't know. Other than talking about just the creepiness of Mombi yelling Dorothy Gale when she's Dorothy breaking. Gale. Dorothy Gale! And it's just she's running down the hallway. Oh, so good. And then, I also uh, like the uh, chicken uh, egg killing the Gnome King. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. They weren't terribly <laughs> subtle about something being up with the chicken. <laughs> oh, I know. I like how they just simply forgot. Well, they didn't forget. They're just like, oh, the chicken's out of sight, out of mind, I guess. Well, yeah, they were relieved. All right, we don't see it. We're good. I mean, for rock people, I don't know if they can be as perceptive as us, you know. Um, it was a, a brilliant master play, I, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Balk, I, I really like her as Dorothy. Um, you know, obviously, as a kid growing up, a teenager in the 90s, I was a big fan of her work in Waterboy and uh, The Craft. Uh, definitely a, a one of the goth crushes of the 90s. That's uh, so her going to that institution, and in this is what turned her into Nancy and the Craft. <laughs> sure, you could easily tie the two movies together, <laughs> I guess, but, over a century. <laughs> Dorothy starting out as a head case, man. That I like that we had a continuation. Like, what would have happened if she's still like, oh, you were there and you were there, sure, Dorothy. And then a week later, where's the Tin Man, Dorothy? You know, like months later, let's just shock Dor her. Dorothy, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Why did we tell you about talking about Oz? It's in your imagination, so shut up. Man. Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get Oz out of your brain one way or another. <laughs> or another. <laughs> Um, Brian, any, any sweet treats in here? Any connections well, yeah, actually, to Nightmare it's, on Elm it's, Street? Uh, no. Unfortunately, other than it came out after <laughs> Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street. <laughs> uh, the sweet treat in this was something that kind of... Uh, I, 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 like I, I watched the movie for fun immediately after suggesting it on the, the last podcast. And... 
something actually clicked to me because we live in Tornado Alley. We we live very nearby where this story takes place, which is Kansas. Well, we're not in Kansas. We're not in Kansas, but we live. We're in Oklahoma. We, we're we're in Tornado Alley, and they actually either by accident or they did their research, but I doubt there was that. Uh, they they actually time out the movie for the original event of the Wizard of Oz to happen during actual tornado season because she talks uh, the aunt talks about when this happened it was six months ago later on in the movie when they go to the hospital the girl who ends up being ozma brings in the pumpkin which is for halloween mm-hmm. which is coming up soon six months ago this happened which would have been in like april or something like that so I was like, wow. Well done, movie. Well done. I love that. That's great detail. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, so like, and it just clicked to me. I was like, wait, six months from near Halloween? <laughs> oh my god, that is tornado season. <laughs> yep, yep. So what what movie would you pair this with if you're gonna do a double feature for the evening, uh, Return to Oz and Go ahead, gentlemen. I'll start it off. Um, if I'm going to pair this, since we deal with the Gnome King in this, we're going to go deal with the Goblin King after. And yeah. we're going to watch the Labyrinth. I definitely got a big Labyrinth vibe out of it. Uh, I think that's a really good call. Um, any any familiar people in Labyrinth, if somebody's not familiar with it? Uh, <laughs> yes, the great David Bowie. And his giant cod piece. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget the cod piece. And then, you know, there's a couple other other people that I think had a future. So Yeah, yeah, just a few. You know, yeah. Minor roles after that. Yeah, so I mean Brent, it's I think it stars who Jennifer Conley. Yes. You know, yeah, I think that's her name, you know. She she had a few few successful movies yeah, after this. Slight major crush for life. Yeah, uh, she's not super hot or anything, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did y'all see her in Requiem for a Dream? Well, you had to if you saw the movie. Yeah, and that'll ruin your image of Jennifer Conley. You know, I was just thinking about how much I actually like her in the Only Hulk movie. Uh, yeah. I really like her as Betty in that. Uh, she's I, 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 there's a lot of stuff I like in that movie. Anyway, uh, not to get too far away from the pairings, I would go with a very little known movie. Uh, that I just showed to a friend of mine the other week. Uh, we'll have this deep, dark trip, you know, trip to Oz and return to Oz. And then to lighten the mood after and to not leave dreams of wheelies, uh, there's a movie called Under the Rainbow with Carrie Fisher and Chevy Chase. And it takes place mostly in a hotel across the street from where they're about to shoot The Wizard of Oz. And it's the hotel is filled with little people and uh, Nazi spies and Japanese spies and uh, Chevy Chase is a fed. And it is a fantastic farce of events. And it's just such a great movie. Uh, and it's one of those ones that Warner was like, eh, we pretty much offended everybody. We're never going to really release this properly again. 
It's one of the ones you can get through like their Warner Classics line, which is where they they've they've made them a little more legitimate. But for a while, they were just like, okay, you paid us, we'll burn this disc for you. Uh, so <laughs> Under the Rainbow is a treat, and I've watched it many times, and it would be a fun just like palate cleanser to get the the funnier side of Oz. What nice. do you got, Brian? Well, I could done a whole list of movies and just done a marathon. So I had to just narrow it down. And I was like, well, what, what would I want to watch with this? Just to remember the time, you know, when you were a kid or when we were kids anyway, just watching that movie and somewhat of the creepy creepiness of it, kind of keep that going a little bit, but keep a little positivity going in the adventure. I actually wanted to pair this up with legend. Yeah. There's, there's another huge legend vibe. Uh, in this, I, it just, I, <laughs> so part of what I was doing when I was thinking about, it, I was like, where do I think people will go with, with the pairings? And I labyrinth definitely hit for me and legend yep. was in the back of my mind as well. Dark crystal. You mentioned that's yeah. another one. I also thought of the secret of Nim. Yes. Yes. Which, uh, and I here's an odd one. I know, there. but the brave little toaster. <laughs> there is some creepy stuff in that too sure i've never been so afraid of a floating thermal blanket <laughs> floating at a kid saying his name and then there's the broken toys or the broken broken down shop and then the the uh junkyard scene good god let's uh let's hop into the rankings here uh Bring you up to speed, of course, if you're a new listener to the Lost Remote Podcast. Uh, we declare the greatest movie of the world based out of the movies we have seen. And it is a fluid list week to week uh, based on uh, staggered points of first, second, and third in our list. So the question, Brian, your top three currently, Poltergeist, Blob, and House, does Return to Oz fit in your top three? It does. What is it better than? It's better than the Blob. Okay, Poltergeist, Return to Oz, Blob is your new top three. Yep. Rather, I'd rather, it's my, my, remember, mine is what I'd rather watch if we were to have to pick one. Right. Zach, your current top three I show as Evil Dead, Poltergeist, and The Blob. Does this movie crack that? No, it does not okay. crack it for me. It's going to come in at number four and drop down house and then uh, the original Hellraiser. Oh, poor Hellraiser and house. Curse of the H movies. That's right. Look out, Home Alone. Get the H out. So mine, got to look at this real quick. I've got Blob, Evil Dead, and Poltergeist. So now Arthur's going to try to figure out a way to keep Blob as the number one movie of the Lost Remote. <laughs> well, it feels like the chicken might do that on its own. <laughs> um, no, I have, a, I have a hard time between those two. If I was going to show somebody one movie, it would have to be like, am I thinking fantasy or am I thinking horror tonight? It's definitely better than Evil Dead for me because I just love 80s dark fantasy movies oh this is a absolute pull the trigger, 
Pull the trigger. You know you're going to go put with it your at instincts. One. Man, I love the Melty Men, but yeah, Return to Oz. Return to Oz, Blob, Evil Dead for me. Oh, is Return to Oz new number one? Is it? Okay, we've got a uh, an unranked, and we've got uh, a second and, and a first. I would think Poltergeist still has it. Oh, does it? Is it still on the top three for everybody? Poltergeist is unranked for me. Okay. And it's a one and two for us. Oh, my God. Is it a new tie? It is a new tie. I think <laughs> Jesus Christ, Arthur. <laughs> 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 Poltergeist has a one and a two and an unranked. And so, I mean, we could dip down into the farther of the unranked. Yeah. Ah, we're good. It's, it's good. It's, it's <laughs> That's just a can of worms right there. <laughs> yep. So, return to Oz, new tie for greatest movie in the world. There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> I love. The living bracket. It's college football season, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I believe, Zach, you've got the rotation on the next movie. What's in store for us here? So, guys, next week we're going to dive back into just one main villain, and we're going to watch the original Fright Night. So it is currently available on Amazon Prime. So go check it out and send us any questions. The original Fright Night. Now, when you say original, you definitely mean the one with Bullseye from Daredevil, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean the one with uh, Herman from Herman's Head. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, Fright Night, not only is it on Prime, but if you remember... It's also in the four-pack DVD set that has the blob. So we are (laughs) fulfilling the prophecy, and we are slowly working through that four-pack. So What's left in that four-pack, or is it going to be a secret? uh, It is Demi Moore in the seventh sign or the seventh seal. I remember that. It was something else really good. Uh, I'm going to Salem's Lot. It wasn't Salem's Lot. We'll have to just talk about it next week. I'll I'll find it again. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. No, it was Christine. Oh, Christine, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I watched a couple months ago. So uh, just a reminder, give us a holler. Go to the uh, Twitter page, at Lost Remote Pod. Let's say it again, at Lost Remote Pod. It was almost Lost Lonely Boys Pod or something like that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, that's the oh. words that were coming out of my mouth at first. Uh, you can email us at it's uh, lostremotepod at gmail.com. Uh, anything else uh, going on? Any other movies you guys have checked out you would shout out right now? Or No. <laughs> no. Extremely exciting no. times. I mean, so I will say oh, yeah, Thanksgiving's yeah. coming up. And so I don't know if we will uh, push any Thanksgiving movies, guys, but I know that Christmas is coming up and there are so many fun Christmas horror movies. So even though we're going to start with Fright Night, I do not know which way these two gentlemen will go with their picks in the rotation. But for my next one coming up in a few weeks, we will definitely hit a Christmas horror movie. All right. I'll yeah. keep that in mind, sir. Yeah. I'm about to pull the trigger on uh, there's a, like a, 
buy two, get one free on Amazon and Silent Night, Deadly Night's a part of it. So Yes. The That's first one. Yeah. I think Absolutely. we'll I think yes. we'll have to we'll have to go with the Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're uh, shooting Santa's sleigh in that. <laughs> which was not the same one that we got with Bill Goldberg. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, hey, so yeah. if anybody wants to shoot us something that they want us to talk about, a Christmas Christmas horror movie, or just a Christmas movie in general, throw it to us. I mean, I'm sure we'll make plenty of Christmas references. So, Yeah, I promise if Coming you up. reach out to contact us, we will probably notice it. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us uh, here at the Lost Remote Podcast. Uh, Brian, take it home. Well, I don't know which one to go with on this PSA. I think I'll just go with... Maybe you should do, as a guardian or a parent, do your research on the facility you're taking your child to. You know, maybe even scope it out. Spy on them. I don't know. Maybe if you stuck around a few days, you might have realized that they have the broken-minded patients in the basement, as was mentioned in the movie. Just... Really be more concerned for your kids' actual health rather than their overreactive imagination. Maybe. And for all you evil villains out there, if you've spotted something that can destroy you instantly in your realm, don't just write it off because you can't see it anymore. Be wise and you will be victorious. 